0: Today we start a new series called Game Changer. Everybody say Game Changer. When I think of Game Changer, first I want to start. There's no way you can have a Game Changer without understanding covenant has to be a part of it. So what is covenant? What is covenant? A covenant is a binding agreement. It's binding. It's something you sign when you buy a house. That's a covenant. When you buy a car and you sign a contract, that's a covenant. When you get married, it's a big covenant. It's binding. But in the biblical sense, the covenant is an agreement between God and his people in which God makes certain promises and requires certain behavior from them in return. Did you catch that? In the biblical sense, it's an agreement between God and His people. You, say me. In which God makes certain promises, which He has, and requires certain behavior from them in return. That is paramount in understanding get to be a game changer or receiving from the game changer. I'll explain that in a moment. By definition, game changer is something unexpected, something unexpected how many people have had things happening in their life and it was good not negative that was unexpected didn't it feel good well i'm going to tell you a game changer is something unexpected which changes the rules of a process oh god that's powerful when you understand we're all in a process we're all going in a direction But the game changer has a way of breaking in and changing the rule of the process. Changing it. How many people want certain things changed even though the process is going forward? You, you, You know that the process is there, but you want God to intervene in some things. That's one aspect of game changing. But a game changer... To further explain is therefore someone or something that can spark new concepts. That's a game changer. And you can be that. Can spark new concepts. Uh, concepts inspire the desire for and acceptance, acceptance of change and create the change itself. That is a game changer. Someone that has the ability to inspire To influence, to move things forward, to move it in a new direction. How many people need a new direction? So here's the thing about what we're talking about. In order to walk in these things, in order to receive from the game changer and to be a game changer, there are certain things that you have to hear. Your mind, mark it down, your mind has to be, your mind first has to become. A game changer. Why? If your mindset doesn't change your path, you will remain the same. Let me say that again. If your mindset doesn't change your path, you will remain the same. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You may be sick and tired of it. You may be upset with it. You may be disgusted with it. You may be disappointed with it. But if you don't change the path, if you don't change your steps, It's going to remain the same. How many people know I just told the truth? You can get mad, you can get angry, you can get disgusted, you can get busted. It doesn't matter. It will all remain the same if you do not change the mindset, how you see things, how you react to things, what you will allow. How many people know we're allowing certain things we should not allow and disallowing things that we should allow? So hear this. You will either, this is good, you will either become a game changer or the game will change you. You, friend, family, you will either become a game changer or that game you're in will change you. And let me tell you, that probably won't be for the best. How many people have feel like certain things in your life have been changed and it's been out of your hands? That's not good. So this message about being a game changer and covenant, this message is twofold. And I don't know how it's going to go in the next few weeks. But it's twofold in that you need a game changer and you want to be a game changer. We understand that the Holy Spirit is a game changer. Through Jesus Christ, he can change the game why because he can step into the process and alter the process certain things you know I've preached it there's a process you have to go through but he's the one that can step in and alter it he has the right to do that why because we belong to him but we also want to be a game changer that means when we we get involved with people we start to speak into their lives your friends your family you want to be a game changer In business, you want to be a game changer. Relationships, you want to be a game changer. It's important that you see that you have the ability to change certain things. Amen? Amen. So I want to take you to Matthew, the 18th chapter, verse 1 through 4, to see certain principles from the mouth of Jesus in being this, in accomplishing great things, in order to... Changed the process. Matthew 18, 1-4 in the King James Version. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus saying, Who is the most notable or greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him. Now think about this. He's calling a little kid. And he set him in the midst of them where everybody could see him. And said, Verily... When he said, verily, that means he he meant, listen to me. He said, verily I say unto you, except ye be converted. What does that word, converted? Unless you see things differently. Unless there is a change. There has to be a change. What does that go back to? Your mindset. If your mindset does not change, then your path will remain the same. Are you with me on that? So, He's saying unless you be converted, unless something changes, there's a transformation, and become as little children. Why in the world would he use a child? He's saying you have to erase all the negatives in your life, all of your preconceived ideas, all your traditions. Get rid of them and become as a child because a child has no tradition. A child has no preconceived ideas. If you tell a child he's going to have fun, what does he expect? <clears throat> he's going to have fun you tell a child you're going to feed them, they just expect no matter what, you're going to feed them. Yeah. If you tell a child you've got a gift for them, what do they expect? Yeah. A gift. It's just they accept things that grown-ups, where a child does not question, a grown-up is going to question. Yeah. And I think that's to our hurt when it comes to the works of God. Except you become as little children, converted, changed mindset. You shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. There has to be a change. Whosoever shall humble himself as this little child. Humble means I am ready to learn. I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to accept certain things. The same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. When you humble yourself, you can become great. It's not when you exalt yourself. It's when you humble yourself. I've heard so many people say I'm the best. There's nobody uh, like me. I am a. I am biblical uh, as far as a pastorate. I'm the best pastor going. I know all the principles of the teachings of the Bible. I've got a handle on theology. And you know what I say to that? They're not anything. Because you don't handle it. It's handling you right now. What is handling you? Self. Self is handling you. Because there's no way you can completely take a hold of what God has and control it. You can't do that. He goes on in Matthew twenty-three verse ten. <clears throat> Remember, we're all wanting to be connected to the game changers, so we can become game changers. He said, neither twenty-three ten, <clears throat> neither be called ye be called masters. Here he goes now. Don't let, allow it. For one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you. What did my son say this morning? Shall be your servant. You will learn to serve. You will learn to give. Not only to receive, but you have to learn to give. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be brought low or abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Are you seeing the principles? If you follow what he's saying, you're going to see have the ability to change your environment, to change things around you, allowing people to see, have clarity in their life. How many people you know they need clarity in their life? You know them. You can bring clarity in their life just by being what God's called you to be, which is a game changer. He's called you to be that. <clears throat> In Matthew 12, verse 46, in the King James Version, he says, While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and brethren stood without. His mother and daddy, mother and brothers, Jesus had brothers. This was not, see, he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. But there were brothers that were brought forth from Joseph. His mother and his brothers stood outside, desiring to speak to him. Then one said to him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to speak with you. He answered and said unto him and told them, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. He's looking right at them. For whosoever shall do the will of my father. Now this is important. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my mother, sister, and brother, mother, and sister. Are you getting this? So when we do certain things, it moves us into relationship with God, which puts us in contact with the ability to change things. God is a God that brings change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He brings change in our life. So, when I speak of covenant, covenant and being a game changer can be summed up in these few verses that I'm about to read. Leviticus 26 verse 3. He says, now if you walk in my statutes, what I say, what I've asked you to do, and keep my commandments and do them. Notice, and do them. We're talking about being a game changer. You have to do them. It was not multiple choice to love your neighbor. That's not multiple choice. <clears throat> Help me now. To love your neighbor. It's not multiple choice do good unto them that despitefully use you. That's not multiple choice. Well, by God, if they do me bad, I'm going to pay them back double bad. <clears throat> not the teachings of God. He says you turn around and treat them with love and respect. And that, themse- that love and respect will judge them. Does that make sense? He said, if you do what I've asked you to do, then, everybody say then. Then I will give you rain in due season. That means when you need rain, when you need your harvest to come forth, and the seed is in the ground, He said, watch, I will give you rain in the right season and the land shall yield her increase and the trees of the field shall yield her fruit and your threshing shall reach into the vintage and the vintage shall reach into the sowing time and ye shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. And I will give, watch, I love this, and I will give peace in the land. You want a game changer? I will give you peace in the land, and ye shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. Oh, my goodness. That means you can go to bed tonight, and nothing messes with you. Nothing makes you afraid. Nothing can throw you off base. No evil can come nigh your dwelling. Why? Because the game changer is with you. He says, not only will you not be afraid, and I will get rid of evil beasts out of the land. And I'm going to tell you, evil beast is not just a fox or a wolf or a lion or a tiger. He speaks here about people, about tyrants, about people that will hurt you, that will gnaw on you and try to destroy you. Are you seeing this? That's why they call the Antichrist the beast. That's why they called Nero. I don't have time to go back through history. But Nero was the beast. He killed the Christians. He destroyed them. He devoured. Them. He would wear the animal skins and gnaw on them like he was an animal. You said people wouldn't do that. Oh, they did it. It's in history. It's what he did. But let's go back to the point. And I, I will rid evil beasts out of your land. And neither shall the sword go through your land. You're going to have peace. You shall, watch this. You shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. For I will have respect unto you. You want to be a game changer? I will have respect unto you unto you, and make you fruitful. How many people want to be fruitful? That doesn't just speak about children. That speaks to everything you do. I will make you fruitful, and multiply you, and establish my covenant with you. And ye shall eat old store, that means things you've put up, and bring forth the old because of the new. And I will set my tabernacle among you, and my soul shall not uh, abhor, and shall not dislike you, or discredit you. And I will walk among you, and you will be I and, and, and will be your God, and you shall be my people. You want to be a game changer. You have to see these scriptures and understand the principles. It's not just me standing up here and, and giving you good thoughts. Because good thoughts won't change you. The good word will. When you understand there are certain principles, follow me as I follow Christ. Do that which God has asked you to do. Those things are, they're, 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 they're an anchor. They're an anchor. He said in John fourteen fifteen, If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll give. If you love me, you'll do that which is right. If you love me, you'll show forth honor. If you love me, there's a lot of things you will do that your flesh says I don't want to do. People have preconceived ideas and they act off their preconceived ideas. Had a fellow come to me today. He's not here in this service. He'll be back next week. But he said, I have an ought against you. I said, well, cool. I've got a lot of people have oughts against me. He said... Because when my wife died, when she died about two years ago, Larry heard it. He said, when my wife died about two years ago, you didn't call me. (laughs) I said, I beg your pardon. I did call you. Not only did I call you, I talked to your son, and I talked to you, and you said my wife is in a better place now. She's not without pain anymore. He said, you know what? I did do that. He said, I was in such grief and such anguish, I didn't remember. He had a preconceived idea, and he was holding a grudge against somebody he should not hold a grudge against because he thought I didn't do something that he thought I should do. Now, let me go on record. Just because he thought I should do something doesn't mean I have to do it. But I did do it. You have to be very careful what you think. Be careful what you put into your mind, because you will never be a game changer holding preconceived ideas. And this is the way it's be- this is the way it is, and this is the way it's always been. It'll never happen. This is the way our church is always given, but I apologize last week for not teaching y'all like I should on, on giving and on seed time and harvest which I'm going to more and more and more until you get it ingrained within you where you understand you cannot be blessed until you walk that route you just can't it'll never happen so see how a preconceived idea could destroy you he said I'm sorry I apologize to you I said then don't let your thoughts cause you to sin So if I'm going to be this person of change, I've got to be in the proper position to be a changer. I've got to be in proper place. I've got to understand that I have a purpose. And my purpose is to bring good, to bring wholeness, to bring completeness into into anything I touch. And not only that, when I get involved in those things, I have to pursue and go after it. If you want it, you pursue it. You know what you do with the Word of God? You pursue the Word of God. You pursue right relationship with Jesus Christ. You pursue it. You said, well, look, my mama, my mama always did it. My daddy always did it, and I didn't see nothing good come out of that. Well, you missed it. There are people right now standing in heavenly places. Larry McKenzie, I brought this up in the first service, but he sent me. He sent it to my my home, and I I looked at it. It was a seed for I didn't for for our parking lots. Like I said, we got about half the money we need for that from last week. He said, "Envelope." The second I opened that envelope, I had no preconceived ideas. I wasn't expecting God to speak to me at all. Something I didn't say to you, I'll say now. When I opened it up. The minute I opened it up, the Spirit spoke to me and said, Ruth is very happy with Larry. Ruth is his mom. She used to sit right over here in the side of the church. She was always with us. She was always, whenever she could be in church, she was in church. Isn't that right, Larry? She she loved my father. She loved my family. We loved Ruth. So he said, Ruth is happy. And I said, well, why in the world... Let me ask you, God, this is something I didn't tell you. I said, God, why is it you didn't say Loretta's happy with him? This is where the part came out. I said, why didn't you say Loretta, which is his wife, which has died and gone on to be with God. I said, why didn't you say Loretta's happy with him? He said, because Larry is her seed, and her seed is continuing to give. Are you seeing it? Man, that's powerful to me. I just felt that all over me and why God allowed me to hear that. And it meant something to me. That means in heaven my father is happy for what I'm doing. My mother is happy with what I am doing. Whatever your grandma, grandpa, uncle, aunt, whoever it is, they're rejoicing today that you did something for the kingdom of God. Because I want to tell you something, it's all about the kingdom of God. You say, I know it's about the United States of America. No, it's about the kingdom of God. Because when all nations fail, the kingdom of God will still stand. That's just what I see. That's who I am. That's why I open my heart to hear what God is saying. Because God's saying some special things right now. He is opening our eyes to things that we can do and achieve. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the same old, same old. You've heard me say it over and over. I'm tired of stale bread. I want fresh bread. I'm tired of stale services. I want services with the power of God. I want to see things growing and thriving and not dying on the vine. Now, how does that play in? You're a part of it, Gerald. Brother Perez, you're part of it. You say, well, I'm too old. No! Amen. Call us. We're all in this together. I'll make no mistake of it. I, I mean, I want to I apologize. Call us. You're here for such a time as this. When you walked through that door back there and you were discussing what had to be done in the back of the church, I'll never forget it. I spoke with Collis. We had a little conversation. I didn't even ask him to come to church, I don't think. But I came that next Sunday. I was standing with Christian Daniel, which he's not here today. God forgive him. <laughs> and I said, I said, Boy, I'm, I'm thinking Collis is going to be in church today. I don't even know why I said that. Because Pat had been coming. I think you were coming. Won't you, Pat? Yeah can't miss Pat. Pat's very important. And Christian Daniel said, there ain't no way Collis is going to come. He said, I'd have to see it to believe it. And here he came. Why did he do that? Because God had need of Collis. God wanted to bless Collis Spivey. He wanted to bless his business and his family and answer prayers for him. God help us. So whenever you get involved in the kingdom of God and you serve and you plant that seed, you become a game changer. You become a game changer. And every one of you, turn to somebody and say, you're a game changer. But you better be in position. <clears throat> you, you're not a game changer sitting at home watching it on television. Come on now, church. You're not a game changer watching me on television. On, on, what do you call that, Tube vest? What do you call that? YouTube. <laughs> Come on now, I've been on YouTube. I've been on television in 120 nations. I used to get mail from all, all these countries that are fighting now and killing one another. I get mail from these people. No support but mail. What they don't realize is if they had supported and sowed seed into the kingdom, their, their, cha- their nation could have changed. Oh, I don't want to get into that right now, but I'm telling you. But it's not the same to watch it on, uh, on a film and not being in the house because the Bible doesn't say, turn on the TV and I'm in the midst of you. Now, if that's all you got, that's one thing. But when you have the ability to get in your car and come to the house of the Lord, you need to do that. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves. Because I'm going to be able to lay hands on you in a minute. I won't be able to lay hands on you if you're watching me on you, boob Am I right or wrong? And just because you say, I want to be a game changer, just because you choose to be a game changer, doesn't mean you'll take claim of that. Why? Because you have to be in covenant. You have to work things out in the word in order to be what God says you can be and have what God says you can have. Right or wrong? So when I speak of covenant I say covenant tests the fiber of your will. What I say covenant was it is a contract between you and God. I love what Christian said to me. He sent me a contract for for the parking lot out here. And I said, I, re- I called him back and I said, well, Christian, do you want me to sign that? He said, no, your word is good enough. Amen. My word signed it. Now here's the good news. God's word signs his contract and it will not fail. But covenant tests my fiber of my will. Things that I don't want to do, I'm doing things that I didn't think I could accomplish, now I'm starting to step in those areas. It starts to test the fiber of my will, of my desires, and presses from my earthen vessel, the pure and the uncontaminated from the unpure. It presses it, the unpure thoughts, unpure actions. He presses me until it becomes pure. Does that make sense? Have any of you gone through some pressure, some stress, and you came out on the other side a little better? Because I'm going to tell you about that. Stress, if, if you think of it properly, it'll cause you to grow. It can either kill you or cause you to grow. I choose to grow. So it presses from your earthen vessel. In other words, it separates the flesh from the spirit. You want to be a game changer? It doesn't happen in the flesh. It happens in the spirit. And the church is a place where covenant, what my son was talking about, the church is the place where covenant should be honored and practiced. The church is God's micro-community of what the kingdom will be like. So will we be kingdom representatives? Will we be kingdom representatives? Will we be kingdom representatives? Yeah. Then I ask when. Yeah. Because if you're not doing it now, when will you do it? Well, when I get more time, I'll do it. No, the person that, well, listen, it's the person that don't have enough time that'll get the job done. Right or wrong. It's that person that's busy, they can get things done. Un- the person that's lazy, they're sitting there thinking, how can I be more lazy? Am <laughs> I right, Pat? Let me see what I can do to get out of work. I don't want to get out of work. I want to get into it. I don't I don't want to fail. I want to succeed at whatever I touch. Now, God is promising we will succeed. So we we'll do it an hour later, and I'm going to stop here in a minute because I want to pray and I've got a lot to say. But I want you to understand that covenant is paramount. You have to have it. People are looking for a word from God. I've got to have a word from God. I've got to have a great message, Bishop. If you don't preach a great message, I don't know what I'm going to do. But you need to hear me. Without covenant relationship, it remains words just spoken, and the game remains unchanged. That's all it does. I'm speaking, but nobody's really hearing. There's a difference in just listening and hearing. Can I ask a question? How many of you gave something special last week toward our project, and you, you went through some negatives this week? See there? It's the way it works. Because I'm going to tell you how that works. When you plant seed in the soil and you can see it no longer, the enemy comes in. Why did you do that? But what he felt, God, I can't get into this now. The battle, the war is over the seed. I'm going to say that again because you're missing it. The war, Larry, is over the seed. The Satan is over the seed. The Bible's clear about it. I won't preach this now. The Bible's so clear about it. When when God himself spoke, he said, now from this day forward, the serpent's seed will bruise your heel, but your seed will bruise his head. So the war... Is over your seed. Your family, your children, it's over the seed. Over what you can accomplish for God, your seed, your actions, your ways. And you think it's going to get easier until you see the sprout coming up. And you say, man, look at that miracle. Look at that miracle. Human nature is you will only listen to or follow which you respect the most or honor the most. Am I right or wrong? You're not going to listen to somebody that don't know nothing. Are you going to listen to somebody that weighs 500 pounds tell you how to lose weight? I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying if you that's cool if you want to be 500 pounds. Don't bother me. But if you're in a dieting process, you're going to listen. oh right, let's change that. Are you gonna? We had a band in our church that wanted to teach people prosperity, and he was in bankruptcy. How do you teach prosperity if you're in bankruptcy? And I'm going to just be honest with you. I'm, I'm going to listen to no one talk about the prosperity of God if they're broke. I'm going to get off that. Because I can prove to you that's not God's way. He said, above all things, I wish that you would prosper. Isn't that scripture? So we all listen to what we respect or honor. Get ready, ushers, we're going to do this. On a side note, the same is true with your giving. Remember, a person will only give to that which is most important to them. If a boat is more important to me, I'm going to give to that boat. A hobby is more important to me. I'm going to give to that hobby. I'm going to give to what turns me on. But here's the clue, Tony. If God turns you on, he said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things shall be added unto you. What are those things? The things that Gentiles sought after. That means houses and clothes and food and all that. He said, He'll give it to you. He'll make it happen. But you can't seek the provision. You have to seek the provider. I don't seek the provision. I seek the provider. Because if I get the provision, it'll be gone. If I seek the provider, he'll keep constantly provide for me. I'm going to stop right there because I want to pray for you. And then I'm going to believe that the seed that we plant Every seed that we plant in the kingdom of God grows. I've, in my life, have planted a lot, and I've reaped a lot. And I continue to think in my heart, what can I do more? Because I want to see more. If you take an apple, most of you get prepared. Matter of fact, I'm going to drop this in before I forget it. Larry's envelope, another offering I've got here in my pocket. I'll put it in here. here Would you put that in for me over there? Yeah. Well, what we're going to have to do is I'm going to have a prayer line. So you, we're going to have to get staged with the prayer line because I want them to give when they come up for prayer. If you're not going to be able to stay for prayer, you can come and bring this up. I mean, bring it here in just a moment. Then we'll do it, okay? Uh, let, let's, you, you, yeah. If you take an apple, does a seed mean anything? If you take an apple and cut it open, you're going to get anywhere from about five to six seeds. With each seed, it has the potential to become a tree. And with each tree now, with each tree, you get a multiplication process with a, an abundance of apples from each tree. And that comes every year. Are you seeing it now? Instead of one apple, I've got six trees. And each six tree is, there's a multiplication process going on here. Johnny Appleseed followed that. Did you all know he he was, he was a, he ministered? And everywhere he went, he planted apple seeds. You say, well, that was a stupid story. Not until I researched it. Back then there was a law, if you planted 50 tree apple trees on a piece of property, that piece of property became yours. When John the Appleseed died, he had thousands of acres. He knew exactly what he was doing, and millions of apples. And it started off with just a few seeds. So when you understand that what you plant is going to grow a tree, but it, it doesn't come overnight. I can preach on this here, here, but I'm not going to. It comes when in its season, in its time, and then God brings forth the fruit, and then you can enjoy the fruit. But let's just say I throw the seeds away, what have I gotten? I eat my apple. I throw it away. Well, what do you mean, throw it away? I don't throw, yeah, I'm going to throw it away. You know, I, I throw it away into hobbies. I throw it away into carelessness, into a lifestyle that's not needed. And you wonder why you're not getting fruit. I'm just being honest with you. It's when you plant it in the kingdom of God and say, God, it's yours. Because see, God wants to know you, all, he, you belong to Him. That's the story. So, let me say this. If you can't stay for prayer, then I'm going to ask you to come and go ahead and bring your offering up here first. But if you're going to stay for prayer, bring it with you as I pray for you, and we'll put it into the receptacle then. Is that okay, gentlemen? Can we work that out? And and some of y'all that gave already, thank you so very much. Some in the first service, thank you so very much. I'm getting prepared now. Music, Austin, you can go ahead and put some music on. Because I want to anoint you, just being the first Sunday, I always anoint and pray. But I am believing for your miracle. I'm just believing for it. Did you know every time a farmer plants a seed, it's a miracle? It's a miracle. I mean, he can't see it working. It's in the dirt. There's a lot of truth to what my son said today about that field. And the treasure, I won't get into it now, but there's more to it than that. So much truth and hidden truths in there. Because it's not only the seed, it's the soil. I'll leave that with you. The soil is important. See, I would never want you to give into soil that won't grow something. If it ain't going to grow, I'm going to say, hold it, don't do it. Don't you do that but I want you to put it where it's going to grow, where it's going to multiply and, and prosper. That's what I want. So if you want prayer today and you have your tithe and offering, your special gifts, whatever it is, some of you wanted, said they didn't have a checkbook last week and you wanted to give toward our parking lot. And listen, it's not just a parking lot. There's things I have to do to, to beautify our building because it's, hey, it's getting old. I mean, even old barn needs pain every now and then. So, just know we got some things to do. Are y'all ready? If you want prayer, you can go stand whenever you want to. You don't have to go this time, but you can wait and come. But we're going to do this together. Amen? Amen. Here's my oil? Right here, sir. Where's the receptacle? Here, put it right down there where they can get it right here. And drop it in yourself. In the name of Jesus. The seed will multiply and it will grow in Jesus' name. It will in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, I will. In the name of Jesus, it shall be. We plant, we grow. We grow, we produce fruit. A lot of fruit. Say it, Brother Pray a lot of fruit. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. name. A lot of fruit, a lot of fruit. The enemy will say it's not going to come, but the enemy's a liar. He has lied to us. He's lied to the church, and the church has bought it, but he's he's a liar. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now, Holy Spirit, touch right now. Anoint, Lord, and use. Change, O God. That which cannot be changed. Alter that which cannot be altered. Let, oh God, there be a game changer here today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus it shall be. It shall be. The seed shall germinate and grow in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. The seed shall germinate and grow. The seed shall germinate and grow. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I believe it, don't you? You believe it? Yes, yes. Seed shall germinate and grow. It shall grow in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. It's done. See, all we got to do is call for it. That's, all, that's it. It shall grow. In the name of Jesus, it shall germinate and grow. In Jesus' name. He said, if you'll do what I've asked you to do, he said, I'll bless you. I'll fill your storehouse. That's what he said. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Touch him now, Lord. Let the seed grow. Let it be mighty in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, let the seed grow. Let the seed grow in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I believe God's bringing change here today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, it is done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord.